Okay, so let's uh, start here today. So we started to get involved with um, our discussion here about the difference between Meichen and Midos, and in particular we were talking about the idea of how Meichen is uh, what we're going to start by calling uh, more Pneumius, um, whereas Midos are more Chitzonius. Now when we're saying that, we're talking about it in in terms of um, reactionary versus non-reactionary. In other words, midos are reactionary. Uh, a person feels love, a person feels fear. Um, these emotions are reactionary uh, emotions. <coughs> They're coming from somewhere. We talked about how midos, really the pneumius of midos is ratzon. And over here you could say, I mean, it talks about it in the fifth chapter of uh, Kuntras Avoida, the idea of... Um, the rutzen here, in essence, is really a rutzen that's coming from the will. Uh, excuse me, coming from the seichel also. Right? You could look at that there's a rutzen from the seichel as well as obviously the rutzen that's coming from a more market place in the soul. Um, but it's really a, a dedication of the mind, like we were talking about yesterday with regards to the question that the Magid answers. How can you possibly command someone to be a hafta? You can't. You can't command someone to have an emotion. What you can command them to do, however, is they could go through the meditation and start to change that emotion. In other words, uh, I mean, you could almost take like a, uh, you know, sort of a scan of yourselves and like even right now, like what emotions are you really feeling? Um, and chances are you're not really feeling emotions. You're sort of just, uh, you know, you know, tired. Okay, tired. I don't know if tired is emotion, but, uh, um, but just if you scan yourself now, you probably find that you're not really feeling uh, many emotions or any emotions, right? You're just sort of here, you know, sort of being, uh, listening to the class, you know, focusing to some extent or another, depending on how much coffee you had probably. Um, but in a very quick way, you can insert something into your mind which will actually cause you to feel an emotion. Like, for example, um, you know, obviously, um, Chabad Hasidus is predicated on the idea of a deeper meditation, a deeper, uh, more uh, lasting, more detail-oriented meditation is going to cause a more lasting emotion. But even in the most slightest way, you could put something in your mind right now which will uh, cause you to, uh, you know, come out with a certain feeling of love or a certain feeling of fear. For example, um, if you put in your mind, you know, just take, you know, a minute of, of our time now and we think about, you know, perhaps a, uh, a person that we love you know, a parent, right, a brother, a sister, and think about how much, you know, you love them and think about how, how close you feel to them, you know, and you, and you sort of picture them in your mind to a certain extent. It's a very interesting thing that you will find that you will feel uh, an actual feeling conjure up in, your, in yourself, right? I mean, if we could do it for just, uh, let's spend 30 seconds, you know, think of someone that you really care about, right, and think about how, you know, that how much... Um, you know, they've helped you or they haven't helped you or they, they've, you know, how meaningful they are in your life and how much you really want good for them or you want happiness for them or whatever it is you want, you will feel in yourself some small feeling of an emotion that's coming out. Now, that emotion wasn't there a minute ago. So you, what you're doing essentially, this is an interesting practice that you could do, that it's actually you are implanting in your brain, right, a in a piece of information, and that piece of information is now uh, is now turning on this emotion. Okay, now that is not a full-fledged emotion where you're, you know, feeling this love. So 
the, but the idea is a similar idea, that when you start thinking about Hashem, right, which is a lot more um, uh, intangible to the idea of like thinking about a parent, right, or a brother or sister, right, but the objective is that by thinking about how, you know, what Hashem is doing for me, Hashem is, you know, taking care of me, Hashem is my provider, right, like all the things that we talked about a few classes ago, what should be happening is you should be feeling something in your emotions, right? So therefore we see from this little exercise, you see how reactionary the emotions really are and how I am able to really sort of, uh, you know, manipulate, you know, for, although manipulation is really more of a negative term, but uh, it could be used in, in, posit- in this way, in a positive way, to manipulate the emotions to be able to accomplish the goal of whatever goal that you really want. So we see that the emotion is very much a reactionary thing um, that we are dealing with. Is that clear to everyone? I and mean, we see that everyone was able to do that in themselves. They could feel it in themselves. Yeah. So the question is, can you use these, this information, you know, in your life? Essentially, and the answer is, of course, yes, and and that's that's really what davening is supposed to be doing, that we are trying to use this uh, paradigm of how our bodies are set up, how our souls are set up, in order to bring out certain emotions that will hopefully, you know, the deeper the the meditation, the deeper the the thought process, hopefully, the longer the emotion will stick with me, and the longer it'll you know carry on throughout the day. And therefore, my day will automatically be a day that's filled with uh, much more recognition of Hashem than if it wasn't that way, right? And with our regular davening, where you know we're maybe rushing through and saying the words or not saying the words or you know mar- you know mumbling the words, you know, uh, it's going to be a very different type of experience, and it won't necessarily have that same uh, you know extensive benefit over the course of the day. Good, clear, yeah, okay. Okay, so so now we were saying how when you have a person that is a much more developed person in terms of his mind, so that is going to then reflect on the way his stature is as a person, right? So what we were talking about, what we finished yesterday's class with, was more of an idea of how when you have, if you can imagine, like the old sage, you know, with a long white beard and, you know, sort of like, uh, you know... Uh, you can imagine that he's calm and things don't shake him up so much. He's not affected by the, the, the different things that are happening around him. He's able to stay very uh, focused and able to stay very calm uh, despite maybe the troubled you know, situation, scenario that he finds himself. And that's what he's saying here, right? Let's start from second line from the top. Someone who is more uh, in a more expansive mindset that he's able to um, you know really focus on his brain and is able to he's developed his brain in this way right so he's going to be even more sasim, like the old man like the grandfather so to speak that his that his das that his you know mind is sasim, is quiet right the shachit Right, that he's like in a state of quietness. If you can imagine the idea, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, if you imagine the old wise sage, right, if you think in your mind, if you were to draw that picture, you know, almost like a cartoon character, right, in your mind of, of this old sage, the, the picture that comes up into most people's minds will be this like 
relaxed, very focused, you know, nothing can like really shake him type of person, right? That's because he's developed, right? He's developed his brain, you know, as opposed to, you know, maybe you could think of like, you know, a truck driver who might be an old guy, you know, he's like, you know, screaming at everyone and, you know, uh, you know, like he's cursing and, and, you know, doing, you know, like that's a different picture that you have in your mind. So what's the difference between these two? Well, depending on how developed the brain is in the person, that's going to obviously going to impact his whole being and whole his whole stature and, and, and who he is. Yeah. So it's like Hillel, right? Someone tried to, you know, take him off, get him angry. Right. And no matter what, it didn't work. Right, right. The Gemara tells a story about Hillel Hazakin, right? That they made a bet, you know, for, you know, could he, could they, you know, cause him to lose his patience? And they would ask him, right, all these different questions. He went into the bathhouse, they called him out, you know, why do the people in this area have flat feet and why do they have this? And why, you know, like really totally, you know, asinine, ridiculous questions. And, and nevertheless, he was totally calm, right? Because he, he was just not shaken by anything. So, I mean, that's in a certain way, like what we're all hoping for one day, you know, to, to be in a world of turmoil like we all are in. You know, although being in Shiva, it's not much turmoil, but, you know, everyone, you know, everyone, you know, Hashem is constantly throwing curveballs at us. And, you know, to be able to wait on the curveball and be able to hit it out of the park, right? That is the challenges that we feel each day. Well, that comes from this, this development of the brain, really, to be able to be in a state of bittal, to be able to be in a state of where you're, you're in control of your das, and so as opposed to being like this reactionary person, like if you can contrast that with a child, a child is constantly reacting to everything. You know, anything that happens, he's screaming, he's yelling, he's, uh, you know, crying, you know, he wants it, right? The famous story of um, the Rebetzin sister, right? That she was all upset about something. Rebetzin, uh, right? Uh, I think, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rebetzin. Uh, Re- she was Rebbe Hana, not Rebbe Hana of the Rebbe's mother, but the Rebbe's wife's sister, right? And how she was one time, she, the story is told that she was very upset, right? And she was crying and whatever, and, and they gave her a lollipop or they gave her some sort of sweet. I don't remember the exact details of the story. But they gave her some sort of sweet, and she stopped crying. She said, to, I don't think I'm stopping crying. I'm just pausing for her. You know what I mean? In other words, it's, it's a... You see how a child could shift very, very quickly and, you know, immediately, you know, it's like it starts crying and then all of a sudden stops crying and starts crying again. And then, you know, it's like and over, you know, what could be very, very silly things, or at least from our, you know, intelligent adult mind would think, oh, come on, you know, why are you crying, you know, or something so ridiculous is it? No, for a child, because he hasn't developed his brain to such an extent, he's, be, he's tremendously reactionary. And so his midos are really, in a lot of ways, in control. And so therefore, for the person where their midos are in control, they, they really don't have that control to not, you know, just burst out in tears, you know, uh, you know, the drop of a hat type of thing. Right? So then he says, So what is this talking about now? What is this talking about? The Midos, as they are um, in the intellect, are yet to be emotions. Right, they're not being felt yet. What? Now, are not are not being felt. Bilti murgashim. They're not being felt. Like it's explained elsewhere. This idea, ki im bihizgalis libo davka. 
So what does that mean? What words do we know there? What's yichpoitz? Like desire, the one about desire. Ksil. It's a ksil. Ksil is a fool. Bitfuna, but instead, only the revelation of the heart. Scholars leave Odafe. The kmoi shehem behiz. What? Hold on. Let, 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 let's go a little bit further and we'll see what it means. The kamoshahim bihiz galas alev harahim bebechines yesh. That when the midos are specifically expressed in the heart, that's when you feel them. That's when they're, they're feeling the yeshesness. And therefore, at that stage, because of their expression, that's when you could have a yinika, you could have a nurturing, a suckling to the outside. But the way they are still in the Maichin, that's still the idea of Tfuna, which is Ben Vabat, right? Because the Tfuna spells Ben Advat. Remember, we learned about Tfuna in Tanya, right? The idea of the way the emotions are still in the recesses of the brain as opposed to being expressed in the heart. So, this is more of an intellectual emotion, you know, right? Like we, we, we talked about different steps in, in loving Hashem. Right, so there's the idea in the brain, simply in the brain, there is God. Then there's the idea that God is good, right? So now we're moving in a certain direction of of reactionary. That's no longer a just pure information. That's already reacting. That's already a a judgment on something. Then God, if God is good, God is good for me. Right, so that's even moving further out, more into my yeshiousness. Right now, it's a lot less objective, but now it's referring to me. God is good for me, so therefore, finally, then is an open emotion, which is I love God. Right, so you see how we went from a completely objective point of view in a process to an open emotion. So when you're dealing with an open emotion, there is a concern. Right, because now it's emotional, there's a lot less control. It could get, right, so to speak, uh, almost like sideswiped. You know, it could be, it could go off the derech in a certain way because now you're dealing with a much more, um, uh, how should we say, charged, charged uh, power, right? A kayak. While it's in its, in its, uh, you know, in its state of being like almost um, um, dormant. Right, it's not you're not afraid of that because that's not going anywhere because now it's just completely a, a dormant, you know, emotion that's in the in the brain, and as it becomes you know born, so that emotion is going to come out more and more and more and more and more until it becomes a full fledged emotion. So now, obviously, the challenge is that to have that full fledged emotion, but at the same time to have it being controlled by, right, by the meichin. Right, so you see it very often, like in children, like even like imagine, um, you know, even in yourselves, in myself, right? That sometimes we get excited about something, but then you take it too far. So you see that very often in a child, right? A child starts off, right? He's all excited and all happy, and then he just keeps on going, going, going. He doesn't know when to stop, right? He can't stop, right? This is like, uh, for example. Um, we're not, gonna, we're, not, we're not there yet, but, but let's just think about this for a second. Like an animal. An animal is all, right, emotions. Kalev. What's Kalev? What's a Kalev? Kalev is a dog, right? It's, it's all heart. It's all emotions. 
or for example, like a shark, right? You know, one of the examples that always comes to mind is the idea of like a shark with a feeding frenzy, right? It gets to the point where with sharks, that's how they like kill off sharks in places. You know, if they wanted to kill off the sharks, right? They start by sending, you know, throwing in, you know, blood into the water and then they give, you know, meat into the water and then the, the sharks are, you know, going crazy for this until they could start throwing you know, poisonous uh, pellets or whatever into the water and the sharks are going to eat whatever they see, you know, and to the point that they're, they're killing themselves, literally, right? Or you could have even, like, it's what it says about a, a dog. A dog can get to the point, I mean, I heard about this, I don't really know, if, I've never seen this before, but once it's, like, like in a, in a groove of wanting to do something, it could even do mysterious nefesh, right? Because it's just extreme going, 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 because the emotions take it over to such an extent. That's an extreme case of this, right? So when you have the emotion, you're dealing with yesh. So that yesh needs to be tamed by the bittel of the meichin, right? And we see that in ourselves all the time, right? That there's this constant, uh, I don't want to say war that's going on, but this constant, uh, you know, du- dual situation that's going on that you want the emotions, you want to drive the emotions, but to, you also have to keep the emotions right under the certain reins that it shouldn't get too far, right? And that's what he's discussing here. What is that the idea of like Ben Vibas that it shouldn't be something in and of itself, but rather that it's just a flow from the Mayfield? Well, that's not really that point. Ben okay. Vibas is more the idea that that it starts off in the Mayfield is Tvuna. And the, just like a child is found in the mother, right? Starting in the mother's belly, and then it's born out. It comes out afterwards, right? That's that's sort of the idea here. So this is what he says: Shehein zov malchus bebina, right? So that would be zo and malchus, the way it's still included in bina, right? Because that is the expression of these emotions, the expression of the doing. But it, but it starts off in bina. That's where it starts off in, in details. That's that's where it's coming from. Again. When I say it starts off there, it doesn't mean that it's created. The keli is not created from Bina. But it's being expressed, right? The energy for whatever it is that you want to do is going to be expressed. So again, remember like just our simple, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't really, I didn't give you enough time to really do this experiment. But what I said before, right? Like you have already a recognition of a parent, for example, in your mind, or a brother or sister in your mind. It's not that you don't have it, that's there. But now when you put your, um, when you put your focus on that person and you start to think about how grateful you are to that person or how much you love that person and how much you want good for that person, right, going into more details, right, so you're going to give birth, so to speak, to a feeling of love for that person to the extent that you actually, you, you could actually feel it literally in your heart. You could feel it in your face, right? I mean, I remember when my friend, uh, you know, one of my uh, friends used to always tell people, and he still does, I mean, it's, a, it's actually very much Kedai to do when you're going with Sayyim, uh, you know, after they finished Shema, after they did all the things, they said, now, right, he would send them back to the Kaisal, and he says, okay, now close your eyes and think about each of your loved ones Right, the people that you love so much, and 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 see them with a smile on their face, and and wish them, you know, ask Hashem should bless them, and and you know, give them, you know, that Hashem should bless them and all good things, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. On the one hand, what happens is that it 
you know, it's like, okay, what, what does this really do? On the other hand, you feel different. You literally feel different. And it makes it much more internalized. I always, whenever I do a Mifzayim with people, that's always how I end up. That's always how I finish it. It, it personalizes it in a, in a much greater way. And like, all of a sudden, people are like very happy. You know, why are you happy? Why are you smiling all of a sudden? You weren't smiling before. Why are you smiling now? Because it, 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 so to speak, turns on that emotion in the person. That when you are feeling that love for, another, for someone that you love, you know, when you are actually, you know, wishing them this well or asking Hashem that he should bless them in that way, right? It literally turns you on too. Because now you are like, so to speak, opening up that channel. But it's, right, that's, that's the idea that he's saying here. But it started off, right? It started off with your brain. It didn't start off with your emotions. It started off with your brain that you have decided that this is how you want to handle the next 30 seconds of your life. And you are channeling it in a certain way, which is now causing you not just to have a brain uh, experience, but you to actually have an emotional experience. So that's a, you know, a, in a capsule, a very, very minuscule, a very small uh, part of what or um, you know, a small uh, sample of, of what we're talking about here with regards to the brain directing the emotions. Good? Cool? Okay. Yeah. Let's go further. So then he says, Right? So in the point, while it's still in the brain, while it's still in the bina, so then there can't be any nurturing to the outside. It's not going to be going off track. Because while the, the emotions are still in your bina, they don't have a state of yeshis yet. Not yeshis in terms of just being a yesh, being its own entity. Right? This is this idea of that, that chesed and gvur could be concealed, chesed and gvur could be revealed. So nimsa dahamidos heim bechinas yesh. Vamayichin heim bito. So we see that this is the main point. Right? Vahainu. Why? Because the meichin it's shining in a, in a very in a very uh, you know in a, in a way, and it's musag the etzim of the uh, right of the oreinsof. Meichin is barleel, like we explained before. The mitzad atzmos oreinsof davka Because what happens is that that really what you're experiencing is not me but Hashem. So because I'm feeling Hashem, when I'm thinking about Hashem, when I'm thinking about how He's the only one here, so all of a sudden my whole you know, feeling of, of, of self is sort of lost in that moment of, of thinking about Hashem because that's really what I'm focusing on. Because what's happening is I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm trying to grapple with this idea of Atmos Orenzov. That's why it's called panemius. Now, really, even with even with our example that we gave before, right, of of the people that we love, right, we're not talking about trying to create an emotion. It's not a fake thing. In other words, that's something that sometimes gets confusing because on the one hand, we want to experience this love for Hashem or this fear of Hashem. But on the other hand, you can't just try to make it. You have to do it the right way, which means the idea is that by focusing in my, <coughs> in my bina, focusing in my details, and focusing in my intellect, 
it will naturally give birth to this. It's not that I'm trying to go directly to the end result and, and trying to make the end result. No, it's by putting the energy here so then automatically it's going to come out over here. That's the normal way that it happens. But what happens sometimes is that people want to, you know, try to just go jump to the end. Okay, so let's let's try to do it in a different way, right? Let's try try to try to go directly for the emotions. It doesn't. That's it, it's not a true emotion then, right? Masha Inkim, if you're going for the intellect, what naturally should happen is that the emotion should come out, as we see in, in the different examples that we just gave. Yeah, good, clear. So when this meichin is now shining out in my emotions in Zoh, very clear. You got it? Zachary, you got what he said? I caught you the one moment that you were thinking about Hashem uh, and you are in outer space, so you didn't see what we were focusing on the Mimer. No, it just takes me a while to translate all the words. Yeah, what is he saying? You got it? The revelation of the Meichin is, that's the revelation, that's the, that's the level of the, the Panemius of Zoth. Right, so why? Explain it to me. New Josh, explain it to me. You see what he's saying here? Yeah, because it's, it's ultimately their, their inner life force, also they'll just be at a level of Chitzonius, and they won't be connected to anything, won't be bound. When we connect the moichin to it, that's when they're really alive. Well, that's what gives birth to it. That's the idea. That's what's giving birth. So that's what's directing the whole show. And therefore, it's also what could pull the plug on it at any moment. You said that it's enlivening and not giving birth to it. It's enlivening and giving birth to it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's doing two things. It's 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 giving it its highest, Mm -hmm. right? And it's 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 the it's the inner driving force of the midos. That's the way it's supposed to be. We said that this is also. lower level ratzon earlier in the Mimer. Right. Right, 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 exactly. So that is the ratzon that's driving these midos. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the panemius of the midos. And the more that a person is going to be, the more that a person is going to be in this state of, in this state of his galus ha-maichin, right? So then it's going to automatically, right, be driving the panemius of the midos. Right, so whatever it is that he is really putting his energy in. Now, let's say, for example, right, he has his focus, his mind on a particular topic, right, and then what happens is that all of a sudden he stops. He stops thinking about this topic, right. So, what's going to happen with his midos? Whatever emotions were there are going to be gone. They're going to very quickly, right? They're going to fizzle out. Now, how could you use this for, for, for practically speaking, for the good of, of, of let's say, interpersonal skills? If someone says something not nice <clears throat> good. to you, if you immediately stop thinking about it and think about something else, whatever hatred or whatever that you had to that person will dissipate. Excellent, excellent. That's exactly right. Very good. That's exactly what I was thinking about, right? We're very in tune today, right? So what happens? A lot of times that a person could say something not nice to you or someone could do something not nice or, and you start, what happens? How do you, what happens in yourself? What causes you to build up this animosity? What? You actually start to question yourself. 
judge whatever they're saying. What happens is that the more you think about the story, does that calm you down or does that rile you up more? The more you're thinking about the story, it's riling you up more and 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 more until, right, you are ready to explode. And sometimes you do explode. Sometimes you start screaming at the person, screaming at everyone around you, you know. you. you, you. So use this information now for your betterment. So what what should you do is exactly what Zechariah is saying. If you could pull the plug on that, it's very hard to put the meatos back in a bottle. But what you could do is you could you could sort of speak unplug right the energy flow that's going into that. What is that unplugging? That unplugging would be to take the mind and take it off of this topic. Stop feeding the mind with information on this negative thing. And you could even take it to the next step. I mean, we're not there yet, but obviously this is going to play out with every step of the way. Because remember, everything is the same. Everything is not the same. Okay, everything is the same same microcosm, the same paradigm. You have the upper going into the lower feeding into the lower in order to be the panemius of the lower, right? Remember what we said, Teferis of Abba, right, is Kesser to Zol, right? Is the Ratzin for Zol. So think about it in terms of, let's say that your person's screaming at someone. What should he do? No. Stop screaming. Stop talking. Stop talking. Put your mind on something else. Automatically, you're going to slow down. Now, think about it the other way. We said that the more lower, it's, the lower thing, like for example, Midos, is more of a yesh. Right? Let's think about going even further down the ladder. Let's talk about the screaming idea. Right? We said before that sometimes the Midos get, get carried away and get a life of their own. Like we gave the example of the sharks that are going the feeding frenzy or the dog that's really ready to you know, die for, you know, he's, uh, it gets crazy. Right? So imagine the same idea that with also with the way you talk, right? It's a similar idea that you're talking could also get run away. You just uh, you're just speaking and ah, you're screaming at this person, ah. and that's why, like all of a sudden, if you stop the speaking, if you stop the ideas that are going into your into this whole paradigm, right? You slowly, but even more surely, you take out. You're taking out from the panemius, right, the whole energy that is there. Similarly, let's talk about it in the positive. Yeah? Similarly, similarly, the way it seems to me is that by stopping to talk about it, I'm taking away the chitzonius, and then eventually that'll lead to me being able to stop thinking about it, which is the panemius. There's two elements, right? So we have to work with both elements, right? The chitzonius... Right, if you stop that chitzonius, like for instance, talking is an easy thing to talk, is an easy thing to do. Thinking is not such an easy thing to stop, right? But if you close it down, right, that's from one angle, right? You're, it's, going to, it's going to cause there to be a lack of where to express this. Similarly, go the other way, which we were talking about here. Put your mind on something else. 
stop thinking about these ideas. Oh, he wronged me in this way. He wronged me in that way. Did you see how he treated me? Did you see what he said to me? Did you see this? Did you see how he talked to the other person? Did you see how he gave the other person two pieces of pizza and I only got one piece of pizza? Uh, uh, whatever, you know. Whatever the silly thing is that, or not so silly thing is that is really making you crazy, right? So clearly the objective here would be that the more you feed into the story, the more the emotions are going to take over and build up the story because you're giving gasoline. You're putting gas on the fire, so to speak. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, analogy there, right? Um, I think there's also another approach Yeah. that sometimes you just can't not think about it. It's, just, it's not something you just easily put out of your head. So instead of trying to ignore it, actually try to transform the situation that if someone insults you or you you only get that one pizza pizza and someone else gets two pieces of pizza you think to yourself all right maybe that that insult doesn't have truth to it but um, thank you Hashem for giving me an experience that's that's humbling that I should that I should focus on what I what I have that okay I only have only have one piece of pizza that's amazing I have this, this beautiful piece of pizza or that thank you Hashem that this this person, you know, gave me uh, this experience that that I should be, you know, a little bit more humble, and maybe I should reflect a more positive attitude. Because otherwise, why would he feel the need to to hurl insults at me? I I need to give off a more positive energy towards this. Person. Excellent, very good. So really, what what you're saying, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shift your words a little bit, is that. It's impossible to stop thinking, right? We can't stop the thinking process. But what we can do is we could choose what we're thinking, okay? And that's the key point. So we could choose to do it in one of various different ways. We could choose to think about uh, the expedition to the North Pole, which will take my mind off of this, right? You know, it's something completely random. We could obviously we have Tanya Balpeh, now we have a lot of Mishnayis Balpeh. So we could think about our Mishnayis Balpeh, right? That's why we have to learn a lot more Mishnayis Balpeh, so we have what to think about, right? That's one attitude. The second attitude is, like it says in chapter Laman Base of Tanya, right? That Yaakov Pada is Avram, which, right, the famous word at the end of Parak Laman Base, which presumably everyone knows Laman Base by heart, right? Right, Gabriel? You learned that one yet? Right. I knew that that was the case, right? So at the end of Paraklamid Base, it talks about the idea of this concept of Yaakov is able to redeem Avram, which, which is the idea of Rahmanis is redeeming, right? When you look at the situation from a different point of view, right? So then you're able to unlock the love that you feel, right? As opposed to, right? As opposed to, you know, if you want to. So, so you can manipulate your mind in order to think about it from a different point of view. The same situation, like Alex said, right? Uh, you know, like, like it's a Rahmanis on this person. Why is he acting this way? You know, obviously, you know, he's going through a hard time, right, to look at it, or to even, you know, even be in a certain way, in a certain uh, way, it's even a greater way of looking at it. Can you see this same situation from the other person's point of view? Like I was trying to do that with my son yesterday. He was telling me, ah, right? And I'm trying to explain to him, you know, well, let, let's think about, uh, you know, from the teacher's point of view, what do you think he was thinking at this moment? Oh, I can't put my mind into this. Ah, 
Okay, okay. It's, no, it's not so easy, but let's try to think about it, right? Can you think about the other points of view? Or can you think about it if you were a bystander standing on the side, right? From that point, again, what we're doing is we're, cha- we're now moving the brain from its, from its uh, so to speak, its train ride into, <laughs> you know, in our train wreck, I should say, right? Into a different way of looking at things. So again, we're taking out the, we're taking out the panemius, right, of the midos. That's what we're doing. We're changing that panemius. We're changing that energy. So it could be that at that moment, you can't think about the other point of view. You can't think about, oh, this is just Hashem, uh, you know, giving me an opportunity to be more humble, right? And you're so upset with the situation. But what you can do is you could put your mind on something else. And by putting your mind on something else, you could slow, like in other words, if you want, if you have a big boat and you want to turn the boat, you, you can't, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a little a tricycle that, you know, a little bike, you just turn to the left and all of a sudden the, the whole thing's going to the left. You have to slowly move that boat. You know what I mean? That water is just going to keep on going in this direction and you're trying to move the boat to this direction. You know, it, it doesn't happen on a dime. Right, so you have to see in your in yourself. But having this information is important information. Are you able to realize, on real time, which is really the hardest part of this whole operation here, is at real time? Can you pull the plug on that on that whole energy flow? That's really the, what the issue is. And we see here that if the energy keeps on going, what's going to wind up happening to my emotions? Then it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Because it's going to, right? It's just going to blow up like a balloon. It's like it's like uh, it's almost like shriya sakira. Like it's almost like in a well, sense like you have no range on the animal now, and now they're all just going crazy. That's and right. And eventually they're going to break things, and they're going to. That's right. That's exactly you right. Thoughts, you you can like whip them into you know like that's no, right. No, we're going this direction. We're not right. We're not just doing whatever you want. Which shows us uh, that's a really good analogy because that shows us that we want the animal. We need the animal to drive the wagon. It's not that we're just saying, okay, we don't need this animal, let's just sit. And you see that sometimes. You know, sometimes a person is a very non-emotional person and, you know, that, that's not good either. We need to use, we need the animal, we need the yeshus of the midos, we need the hergasha, the feeling of the midos, but we need the midos going along with whatever, the way we want to drive them. And we have to know how much gas to put in and how much gas not to put in. Naturally, the mind. The mind is, is what's doing that. Yeah, what were you going to ask? Say? <clears throat> yeah, that. Um, like it, so it seems that uh, this meditation 32 is more applicable when it comes to somebody else, and then when it comes to like, us in our own standing, that maybe 27 is a better way. I, I don't know. I want to try. I'm trying to understand the difference between how do I know when to approach it with compassion and then flip it into oh it, this is actually good versus like just don't even give it any life just push it away well it depends on it depends on what the situation is i so mean it depends on if it's a person that you're talking about generally speaking we should feel uh, you know the way tanya explains it we should be feeling tremendous love for every jewish person for every person right we should be feeling this tremendous love so sometimes we do sometimes we don't right the question is uh, how do i encourage that love so that's really chapter 32. Chapter 27, when he talks about pushing away a negative thought, 
uh, with two hands. That's more like different uh, taivas that come up into my mind, uh, different machshava zaras that come into my mind. Yeah, it's more of a me clappy me as opposed to me clappy other people. Yeah. All right, we spoke a lot today. I think we'll stop here. But here he says, finally, we open up the next the next line. Is the next, really the next topic? By that really in Zo itself you have three different madrigas, and that's Iber, Inika, and Moichin, and that's going to be our discussion for the next you know whatever twenty pages or so <coughs> of these three stages in 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 really in human life, but also in a. Uh, in uh, each person has these stages in himself, and also there are different types of people, right? Which are people that are uh, more of the Iber type of person, more of the Inika um, type person, and more of the Meichin type of person. And he's going to use different terminologies to try to explain these points and how we see it in each other. All right, Mitzvah Hashem, we'll stop uh, stop here.